Hi, this is Pastor Curtis Crawford welcoming you to our podcast. At Revive Outreach Church, we're striving to revive an awareness of Christ in our communities through Christ-centered compassion, service, and evangelism. You can learn more about us online at www.reviveoc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash church. We hope that you enjoy this message, and God bless. As we look at Mary and Elizabeth, we can only imagine what they were going through. Uh, if you look with me to the book of Luke, uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 26 through 28, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I tell you, uh, being favored by God uh, is an amazing thing, right? But also being favored by God can be challenging. Uh, you know this, that uh, the reason that Mary was special was because God said she was special. Uh, he, she wasn't favored because of who she was or anything that she had done or because she deserved it or earned it or because she was some super great obedient servant. Uh, she was favored because God chose to favor her, right? Which is awesome because that should give hope to you and I that uh, it's not based on our uh, talents, our gifts, our abilities. It's not based on how, uh, you know, we've dealt with life and, you know, all the decisions that we made. It's, it's based on who God is and not on who we are. And so uh, Mary and, and, and uh, was favored by God to, uh, uh, to bring forth Jesus, uh, this uh, answer to prophecy from uh, generations ago who was going to come and be born in a manger and, you know, live upon this earth and ultimately die upon the cross and save his people from their sins. And all of that is very exciting. You know, Mary, when she um, found out and she said yes to the Lord, she sang a song of praise, right? Uh, she was excited. But you have to understand that real life kicks in. Because when she talked to Joseph, Joseph, obviously, from what we can see in Scripture, was not excited. Uh, Joseph was not excited at all. Now, he was a good man. He was a godly man. He did not want to shame her or embarrass her. So he sought to kind of distance himself. And in the marriage, uh, you know, the uh, betrothal, uh, he, uh, without making her out a public spectacle. Uh, but he was not happy. He was convinced that she had cheated on him. He knew the baby wasn't his. And so uh, while he was a righteous man and a good man and he sought not to hurt her, or publicly embarrass or shame her, he also broke her heart because uh, this man whom she loved that she was going to marry, uh, she, uh, you know, he now was saying he didn't believe her. Mary, who was so excited about this and what was going to happen, uh, it could, you know, and, and looking at the, what was she was excited about quickly turned into something that was not going to be easy to go through. Because even though an angel had appeared to her, 
And then ultimately an angel appeared to Joseph so that he went ahead and took her as his wife. And we know how the story unfolds. Uh, An angel didn't appear to her parents. The angel didn't appear to the neighbor down the street. The angel didn't appear to her uh, extended family. Uh, Just to her and Joseph. And so, uh, you know, you got to know that they had questions. They were going on the, 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 the testimony of two individuals. And I don't know about you, but um, to me, I would be skeptical. That's something unheard of, that a woman could suddenly be with child without having any kind of a relationship with a man. It's just not physically possible. And so uh, being favored is an awesome thing, but it's also challenging and does not come without its difficulties. Uh, You and I, God will open up many times opportunities for us and maybe in his timing, he will begin to orchestrate things and and, and even things maybe that we have prayed for, uh, things that we have wanted him to do. And then the doors start opening and it requires sacrifice on our side. And all of a sudden we're like, you know what? Hold on, God. Can we slow this down a little bit? I'm not quite ready. Uh, You know, God's timing is not like our timing. God doesn't operate on our time schedule. God does not operate according to uh, what we think and when we think he should or how he should do something. In fact, many times God's timing is very inconvenient. And in the case of this story, God's timing was difficult, not only for Mary, but it was also difficult for Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth was a miracle too. She was barren. She was well uh, into her old age. I know for me, it's hard to think about how old she was, but the video actually kind of gives you a visual representation. It's odd to see a woman that late in age being pregnant. Uh, And so it was a miracle that she too was with child. uh, And, uh, you know, the, the timing, even though she had prayed for a child and her husband, Zechariah, who was a priest, had prayed for a child, uh, for the child to show up now, she probably had to ask, why now? Because the truth is, is that now they were going to have to raise that child, right? Uh, she was um, older. Her husband was older, right? And uh, you've got to raise this child, this, this, this boy, to be a man, uh, to teach you to be self-sufficient, to take care of him, to meet his needs, right? Uh, and here you are, late stages in life, right? Uh, and so those are things I'm sure concerned them as a couple. Uh, Zachariah, of course, uh, did not believe God. He questioned God. How in the world are you going to do this? It's impossible. And so God shut his mouth and said, you won't talk until the baby's born, uh, right? Which is what the, the, the clip uh, jokingly alluded to. Uh, he, wa- he couldn't speak because he did not believe God and he, he just didn't think it was possible. Uh, and also because of the stage in their life that they were in, it just wasn't probable. Uh, and, and, and it was not a good time for this to happen. It just didn't make sense in their timeline. Right. Uh, And so as God opens doors up in our lives, he begins to move. We begin to see things change. He begins to answer prayers, but those answered prayers almost seem to be causing more confusion and worry and doubt and fear than they bring comfort and joy. Right. Because rarely 
So rarely does God immediately do something because he needs to prepare us. And so he prepares us because he's trying to get us from where we are to where he wants us to be, to prepare us for when the, the uh, ultimate fruition of that, uh, comment, that, that promise comes to be. And it could be uncomfortable during that time. And it could be uh, have questions and have more questions than answers during that time. Have you ever gone through something like that? Or maybe you're going through something right now where you say, God, I appreciate that you're finally answering this prayer, but I don't like the way you did it. And I think it's really bad timing right now, right? Uh, you know, this is happening or that is happening. And don't you understand, uh, you know, that what we're going through or what's, what, uh, how hard it's going to be for us to, to struggle through this? I, I hope that you guys are understanding what I'm saying to you this morning, that it can be difficult even when God is moving and he is answering prayers. It was a miracle that both Mary and Elizabeth found themselves pregnant at this stage in their stages in their lives. But it didn't come without its own problems. Amen. Right? Uh, I know that uh, we like to imagine that it was just this beautiful fairy tale thing, and it simply wasn't. Amen. It was not. As awesome as it was, real life hit. Right. As awesome as it was when she walked out of that room, real life hits. And when, you know, you and I start to see God do things and move in our lives uh, when they don't go exactly how we had it worked out, how we had it planned. If it's not exactly when we wanted him to do it, we still have to trust him and honor him and be obedient to him, regardless of the timing, regardless of the how regardless of the what, right? We have to be obedient to him. God's timing is tough. I'll, I'll tell you, I've had that in my life where uh, I had prayed and, and sought and asked God for something and he began to answer the prayer and then I didn't like the way that he answered it or I thought he would have done it a, a different way. I had it all worked in my mind, how it was gonna work out, right? This beautiful, miraculous thing that was going to happen and you know, and then it didn't work out that way at all. Uh, my brother, Charlie, uh, dreamed of him being saved, uh, coming to know Christ and his family and then one day uh, being a part of this church. Right. I, I envisioned that, that he would be here with his family. All the prayers and tears cried and all the things and had it all worked out. And then he'd gone off and he moved to Texas. And uh, I was like, God, I, I was disappointed. I know my mom was. Now, he wasn't saved yet, but I would, knew that it was coming, that the, he was going to accept Christ at some point. I just knew it. He moves out to Texas. And while he's in Texas, he goes through a set of circumstances and ultimately he and his family were saved. I got to baptize him uh, in this church, uh, in, the, in the fellowship hall, him and his, his family after they accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. And the ultimate prayer was answered. I just didn't like how God answered it. Oh, it was an amazing thing. He got saved. His family saved. My sister-in-law, uh, she completely changed. She is a 180 degree difference than what she was. An absolute miracle. But I did not like God's timing nor the way that he did it. Because he was supposed to be here with us, worshiping and serving. Uh, but God didn't work it out that way. 
right? Uh, and I don't understand, didn't understand why God uh, moved him out to Texas and why uh, those things happened. I can look back with 2020 vision now and go, all right, it makes sense. He had to be out there. He had to be away from his safety net where all he had was prayer to hold him up. And, you know, uh, he had to be out there uh, alone where he had others minister to him, not just mom and his, his big brother. Right. But it didn't mean I was happy about it. Right. right? Uh, and, and you guys probably are thinking, man, he's ungrateful. Uh, no. Uh, we're all like that to some degree, right? Now, I've come to terms with it now, and of course, I rejoiced, and I remember when he told me, I cried and wept and was so excited uh, when we, we wanted, um, you know, to, uh, when he told me, and God had answered that prayer. But when he moved out to Texas, I was very upset, and I said, God, how in the world are you going to do it now without me and my mom? Constantly encouraging him to be in your presence and to be in your house and telling him constantly uh, that he needed you. But God worked it out. He did it. And as a result, their lives have been changed. And he's in her, my wife, uh, um, he and my sister-in-law are completely different people. So we have to be, uh, uh, we have to be open to God to answer prayer the way that he wants to answer prayer. The next thing is this, is that when God um, begins to challenge us, when you and I are challenged and he's calling us into something greater, he's opening up doors and he's, you know, causing us to ask you because those doors are opening and maybe they're opening up quickly uh, and we're afraid or we're discouraged or we have questions or doubts, uh, God will extend to us. He will give us encouragement in some form. Listen, God isn't just... Uh, begin to challenge us and then leave us on our own to fend for ourselves. Uh, he will encourage us. God loves us. Um, the Bible says that he knows man and he knows how frail we are, right? He, you know, the Bible says that he knows that we're like grass, that one day we're there and the next day we're gone, right? That, that's what the, the, the word says, that he recognizes how weak and frail we are. And so uh, God doesn't wish to, to just destroy us, but he loves us and he cares for us. And when he begins to challenge us, he's just not going to put you out there uh, alone without any kind of support or help or encouragement. I just don't believe that God will do that. We many times isolate ourselves on our own. We become disenfranchised and, you know, sad or maybe depressed and maybe even a little bitter or angry because God is not working the way that we want him to work. But in terms of God, he's always right there beside us. He never forsakes us. And he will send people in our lives, I believe, to encourage us. Amen. And when you look at this, uh, this great story here, Mary had someone who was pregnant at the exact same time, who was, had the same kind of doubts and, you know, uh, experiencing, uh, you know, questions as well uh, and how God was doing things and his timing. And that was Elizabeth. And so she went to Elizabeth and stayed with her for a while. And I believe, uh, honestly, that was probably to get away from the people and the prying eyes and the gossip and right. Everything that was happening around her. She went somewhere where they didn't know her. 
right? And she had a place where she could escape. And Elizabeth was there to encourage her. And if Mary had any doubts, the minute that she walked into Elizabeth's presence, the Bible says the child within Elizabeth's womb was filled with the Holy Spirit and leaped with it. That means he kicked. It got real excited, right? That when Jesus entered in, to the presence, John the Baptist leaped and kicked enough so that uh, Elizabeth noticed. And the first thing that she exclaimed, uh, exclaimed uh, to Mary was, hey, blessed are you among women, right? Was a word of encouragement to let her know that what she had heard and what was happening was of God and that God's will was being done and to hold on, everything was going to be okay, that no matter what she saw with her eyes and no matter how she was feeling and no matter what uh, she was going through, God encouraged her to say, hold on. She said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. An immediate encouragement to Mary. Listen, God will encourage you and I when we are facing, you know, tough situations. And even though we'll say, God, we're being obedient, we're following you, we're, we're doing, we're submitting to you and to your plan and walking through the doors, but it's hard. It's really hard, God. And I didn't know it was going to be this difficult. And I didn't know I was going to maybe have to give up X or give up Y. Or I didn't know it was going to affect me in this way. I know I prayed for it for a long time. And I know it's an answer to prayer. But my goodness, I did not expect this to happen. How am I going to make it through? And I believe God will encourage us. He'll put people in our lives. We could, he will encourage us through his word. When you and I are struggling, we need to seek out the word of God. Not shut the Bible, but open his word and read it and meditate upon it uh, so that God can speak to us and encourage us in his word. Right? Many times we don't get encouragement while you and I are, are, are uh, going through difficult circumstances because we are not uh, looking for encouragement. We're not in his word. We've shut the Bible instead of opening the Bible. We're not praying instead of praying. And, and it's scary that God can move and answer prayers for us and we can become disenfranchised with the way that he's doing it and stop talking to him. Right? I can tell you stories from my childhood of of, 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 of relationships of, of husbands and wives and wives praying for decades, really, for their husbands to be saved. And then their husband got saved and started coming to church. And within a year, they were divorced. And I have seen that happen at least twice. That's crazy to me. Where a woman, a wife has prayed for their husband, the father of their children, to get saved. And then they get saved and they start coming faithfully and serving in church and being there and supporting them. And then all of a sudden, for whatever the reason is, they don't get along and they get divorced. That's insane to me. That's not appreciating what God is doing, what God has done. I know that 
Uh, I sat back and said, how in the world can this possibly happen? I believe, of course, it's the enemy who gets in there and he causes issues and causes doubts and all of these things and makes uh, the spouse question if, if the conversion was real and right and they don't have patience for the husband because the husband maybe still is having issues and not exactly acting exactly like they wanted him to, right? Uh, yet, uh, and so it actually, instead of them being grateful and worshiping and honoring God, somehow they allowed the enemy to come in and destroy. Right? And then and, 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 uh, one of those cases, the husband kept coming to church. Actually, both of those cases. And, and the wife's quit coming. <laughs> I mean, that just blows my mind. Not appreciating when God is moving because we don't like how it turned out or how it's going. Not being patient with the process. Expecting instant. We live in a world of instant gratification. Right? Uh, I know myself, uh, I'm terrible about this, where I'll watch YouTube shorts. Right? Those, and I just to get a chuckle and a laugh. And, uh, you know, scrolling through. And before I know it, it's been an hour, right? I've just been scrolling through laughing at all these stupid videos that they're really stupid and have no real value. But I'm just giggling to myself like a schoolgirl over there, you know. Before I know it, it's, it's been an hour. And what happens is, is that you get all this payoff, right? You, the reason why TikTok and all those things are so popular is you get a payoff in 30 seconds to a minute. That's exactly why they work, right? You get a joke or some something set up, and you have resolution in thirty to sixty seconds. How many of you hate when you get one of those uh, videos, those sh- uh, YouTube shorts or reels uh, from Facebook, and uh, that's a trick, and they actually are showing you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting for something to happen, and then they just cut the video off, right? I know you've seen them, and you're like, man, I wanted to see what happened there, right? Because we've been conditioned in our society to get instant, an instant answer, instant gratification. If we don't get the answer in 30 to 60 seconds, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. We're disappointed. It makes it difficult to read a book. Yep. Right? Because we're wanting instant gratification. We're wanting that 60 seconds of me devoted to that particular reel. And I want a, a beginning, a middle, and an end in 60 seconds that's going to satisfy me. Right. And so I'm not patient with reading a book. Right. I'm not patient waiting for things to develop. Right. I'm not patient waiting. We've been conditioned that way as a society. So when God is moving in our lives, we become impatient with him. Amen. Not willing to submit to his schedule, not willing to submit to his way and his the, the way that he is going to do things. And so, uh, but I, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that I know I went on a tangent there, but I just wanted to say, you know, if you're out there and your God has answered prayer, but you know, it's either brought forth even more questions and answers, right? Something you've been asking God for and praying God to God for, and he answered it. And, but you, it's actually brought worry and fear and doubt because he didn't answer it the way that you expected him to answer. Hold on. He's not done yet, right? He's just working through the process, right? Getting from point A to point B. 
In between could be rocky and rough. There may be a valley there. There may be a mountain in there. There may be things, right? But that's why it's great that God says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Yes. Right? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The valley has a beginning, and uh, praise God, the valley has an end. Yes. The test has a beginning. The test has an end. Right. It may be difficult in the middle. So when God begins to work, he begins to move and things do not go exactly as you anticipated, expected. Wait, he's got a plan. He's got a purpose. You're going to get there and look for God to encourage you in his word through others to let you know that what he's doing is still what he promised that he was going to do. Still what he said he was going to do. He's just not doing it the way that we wanted him to do. And with Mary, I mean, she walked in to the to Elizabeth and the first thing she heard was encouragement that God was with her and the child was from God and was going to do great things. Uh, that to me, that's absolutely amazing. And I truly believe that, the, that God operates in our lives that way too. So when you're going through struggles and you're, you're going through and, and you're frustrated and, and you're, you're struggling with joy and someone gives you a phone call that you haven't heard from in a while or someone calls you and you're like, man, I don't really want to talk to anybody today. Maybe pick up the phone and answer. That could be God giving you a word of encouragement to let you know it's okay. Right. That to share with you or have someone just pray with you to check in on you. Right. Don't isolate ourselves and go and, and, and be open for God to speak to you in his word and through others to pray for you and love you and encourage you. Amen. And then finally. Through all of this, God performed an absolutely amazing miracle. God began answering prayer. Right. When he told Mary that she was going to be with child. And she started before that when he told Zechariah he was going to have a son. God began to work, but it wasn't ultimately fulfilled until Jesus Christ died upon the cross and rose from the dead. There was a lot of time, and that doesn't even count all the generations leading up to Jesus, right? But just from when he promised Zechariah a son, John the Baptist, to when it was all said and done, folks, there was a lot in between there. Ups and downs and greats and terribles, mountains and valleys. But it ultimately ended up in a marvelous miracle. The miracle, there was a miracle with Jesus, right? And God intervened, intervened throughout those items and throughout their lives. But ultimately, the greatest miracle ever was when he finally laid down his life and he was rose. He, he was brought back from the dead three days later. Right. And that is the amazing miracle. You know, John the Baptist, when he uh, came, his message was he was preparing the way of the Lord. He was telling others there was another one coming. Right. There was another one coming who was going to deliver the world from their sin, that he was just the message bearer. Right. To prepare the way for the Lord. And he was preaching. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, he knew uh, that the Messiah was coming, right? Now, I'll be honest, I don't know if he knew Jesus was the Messiah or not. I have no idea. The scripture doesn't tell us. We know, though, uh, they were cousins. They had to have seen each other and talked to each other and known each other. 
I don't know that relationship. But what I do know is in John chapter 129, Jesus shows up to where he's baptizing people and preaching. And out of nowhere, John exclaims, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, I don't know why it was sudden at that point. I don't know if John just, Jesus finally showed up, right? We don't, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know any of that. We just know that, uh, that, that this, uh, Jesus showed up. John proclaims that he is the one that he has been preparing the way for, the Son of God. Uh, uh, God uh, uh, John baptized Jesus. The Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove. The Father speaks from heaven and says, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus starts his earthly ministry after going into the wilderness and coming out. And then, and then we have these years where he's ministering and then ultimately lays down his life. And through all of those things, the ultimate miracle was the sacrifice that Christ made on Calvary. Something that none of us Right, You cannot imagine what that would ultimately be. Right, It's hard to see that when you're at the beginning stages, the miracle that's coming at the end. Right, And even everything that Mary knew and saw and all the things that she saw God do and throughout her life and the life of her son, when he was on the cross, you know she was saying, God, why? Because here's the thing, that was her son. Jesus was her son. She gave birth to him. And I'm sure that even with all of these things that had happened where God had answered prayer and worked miracles, that when she was at the foot of his cross and she was crying with John, right, at his cross just before he died, she had questions. And she couldn't see the miracle that was coming. Right? She didn't, couldn't see the miracle that was coming in a few days. It was completely and utterly unexpected. Right. Even though God had told her from the beginning, right? And she had seen all of these things. We know that it was unexpected because she went on the third day to anoint his body, right? He, her and, and Mary Magdalene. They expected him to be there, folks. But he told them what? I'm going to raise in three days. He told them. So, but they went fully expecting him to be there on the third day because they couldn't see the miracle that was coming. Guys, don't get so lost in God, the process of God getting you from A to B that we get blinded by the miracle, the, the end result, the promise that he made. Amen. Amen. Right? Don't get so frustrated as things don't go our way or as, as things as God moves. And, you know, they may not have that long timeline that they had with Jesus, but whatever that timeline is from the starting to the finish, we don't become discouraged, but look for that miracle that's coming. Amen. That answer. When God brings to fruition fully that what he is promised keep an eye on that miracle and as we wait god promises that he'll give us strength he promises that as you and i grow weary that we can mount up with wings as eagles that we walk can walk and not faint Amen. 
that he will be there with us to strengthen us, encourage us, to hold on to us so that the miracle that's waiting will take place, will happen. Whatever it is that you've been praying for, I can't promise you that it's going to be easy and I can't promise you that it won't be difficult and there won't be sacrifices to be made, but it's important and it's critical that you hold on to God because he's moving. He's moving. He's moving. Let us stand. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you enjoyed it and were blessed by it. Each month, we have people from all over the world who listen to the messages made available. If you've been blessed by this ministry, would you consider making a donation of any amount to help support us as we continue to reach a loss for Christ? Donations can be made online at www.reviveoc.org or by check at Revive Outreach Church, 411 Chatham Heights Road, Suite 101, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 22405. Thank you for your prayers and your continued support. May God richly bless you.